0: Welcome to HR Works brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices plus the knowledge to keep your organization in compliance, HR works. Retention, engagement, and branding, the trio of topics that are gaining an importance for all HR managers. BLR recently completed a survey on these topics, which was sponsored by Silk Road. To help us gain additional perspective, we've asked Silk Road's Mimi Yurkan to join us. Mimi serves as Talent Activation Director for Silk Road, where she works with clients on challenges of talent management strategy, bridging organizational gaps, recommending new processes, training development, and communication strategies. Mimi has 15 years of experience in human resources and eight years of process improvement with a practice concentration in talent acquisition strategy. She is both PHR and Six Sigma certified. Mimi, welcome to HR Works.
1: Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it.
0: So we asked our survey respondents to define engagement and they mentioned that employees share an emotional commitment, they care about their work, they're interested in what's going on, they go out of their way, and they're excited to come to work. How do you define engagement?
1: Um, What I've experienced working with clients and reading various HR articles and studies, um, I think it's rather similar. I would define engagement as basically a workplace approach, a strategy, if you will, that results in the right environment for all members of an organization. So what what I mean by that is a continuous experience where employees understand their role and impact and have a deepened connection to the organization and are really invested in its success.
0: All right, great. And one of the insights from the retention engagement or branding report said that uh, 40% of respondents said that employee engagement is, quote, the key to our success moving forward, unquote. However, a recent Harvard Business Review article suggests that employee engagement is bad for employers because highly engaged employees are wedded to the status quo and won't sink to change it. How, how do you respond to that?
1: Um, yes, I'm familiar with that article, um, but I feel that perhaps there was a commingling of the two distinct terms, employee engagement versus employee satisfaction. Um, so, for me, like, employee engagement is not the same as employee satisfaction. Um, while an engaged employee are satisfied with their jobs, satisfied employees are not necessarily engaged. So, I see why the, HRB, uh, the HBR suggested what it did, but I think um, it's kind of confusing. They're confusing two things. Um, if I was to historically look at the way... Or any of really would look at it. Satisfaction was measured, but it's not any longer the metric of success. Employees may be satisfied, but they're still looking for jobs. And why is that? And and we really think that is because they're not activated. Um, do you remember the old mantra? Well, um, maybe not that old. A company is as good as its employees, or employees are your greatest asset. Have sure. you ever heard those terms? I'm sure you have. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's now employees are your only asset. So, there are real incentives to invest in employees, as the returns are greater than um, the employee commitment. Because those returns are greater, rather um, on employee commitment, motivation, productivity, and ultimately profit. And in, in in some cases, and I think we forget nonprofits a lot, achieving deliberate
0: objectives. So. Engagement or uh, activation, historically that's been a challenge for many organizations, and the survey highlighted three particular challenges, limited budget, not enough time for activities, and consistency of communication. So this might be a tall order, but what are some low-budget ways to improve engagement that are quick to do and easy to maintain and facilitate?
1: Um, I I think some of those low-budget ways would be like a kudos app, um, say a personalized experience app, uh, being able to choose from a company store, um, gamifying collaboration somehow, inclusion and culture in some ways. So let me me explain a little bit what I mean by that. Um, For instance, our sales development team at Silk Road, they leverage a weekly and monthly contest for sales activities where they determine what the parameters are and what the prizes will be. So because they're able to have a say and an incentive that they care about, they're much more invested in the desired outcome, rather. So it's really, which is really driving our organizational outcomes in this case. Very low budget, didn't really cost much.
0: All right, that's very helpful. Now, um, as far as organizing for engagement, uh, who owns engagement or activation? Is that an HR job?
1: Um, engagement or, and I'm going to call it activation I think, <laughs> is indicative of the culture and it's not just an HR issue. Um, while successful employee strategy positively affects a whole raft of HR measures, it really affects um, also a whole number of business measures including top employee or high performing employee retention and support and, and really does support incredible growth. Um, that said, let me just say this. HR can be the catalyst that sparks some event and can help attack these from a number of angles, like working with executive leadership. So here, I'm stressing that HR must work with the C-suite and line managers to redefine work expectations, to provide more support for employees. Activation determines the success of organizations going forward, and it relates to empowering employees to drive innovation, Uh, maybe increase its speed to market, and as well as organizational initiatives.
0: So let's uh, be a little clear about the the impact that the C-suite has on activation. What's their particular role in creating an activation-centric culture?
1: I think the C-suite has a great impact on engagement, and it truly starts from the top down. It's really simple, and it comes down to two things. Now, uh, number one, make employees feel important, and number two, transparency with an exclamation point. And I'd like to expand on that if you don't mind a little bit. Sure. So, uh, making employees feel important. You know, executives know what they do. What they do matters, and that knowledge comes um, with the position their decisions really can have a dramatic and sometimes obvious effect on the company. We, all, we have all seen that, right? When you know that what you do carries that kind of weight and importance, then you're naturally more engaged in your role. So while knowing the stakes is a given for executives, for other employees, maybe three or four layers removed from those executives, the stakes are not so clear or may not be so clear. And that is precisely the problem. Um, study after study has shown that for employees to feel engaged, they need to know that what they do is important. They're just not uh, coming to work, you know, every day and completing tasks and then leaving for that day. The things that they do every day are moving the needle, uh, working towards some goal or another, but perhaps in a less obvious way than, than uh, the doings of those at the top but every employee's contribution impacts the company. And if that is not already being communicated, it really needs to be. So my second item on transparency is, executives have a transparent view of the company. Um, Because uh, the execs have that view, employees need a similar view. So the second lesson goes hand in hand with the first. Not only do executives know their job is important, that they have a transparent view of the company. It allows them to see directly how the things that they're doing are affecting the performance. So um, so this kind of transparency at all levels of an organization, um, it, it really could increase engagement. It might not be possible or even smart to open the books to all employees, but luckily you don't have to do that in order to bring more, uh, about more transparency. To be honest, with employees, um, about their hard work and, and on a quarterly basis, it allows them to join the conversation in showing where your business is and where it wants to go and how those employees can help one get there. So by proactively providing employees with information about their specific impact on the company, whether it's dashboards, team meetings, one-on-ones, town halls, etc., I mean, I think it really lets employees know that that nothing of importance is being kept from them and how important they are to your team and to the organization. While employees don't really need that corner office, treating employees like executives in their roles can go a long way in improving engagement and activation strategy in the future.
0: Okay, good. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, measurement. The survey, in fact, uh, uncovered the fact that 34% said they measure engagement or activation. But uh, mm-hmm. why is it important to do that measurement? Uh, how do you do that measurement? And uh, how do you benchmark your engagement and activation over time?
1: Yeah, I, and I don't think one can afford not to have a pulse on engagement. Um, th- there's a couple things we need to understand. Um, so I'm gonna go back to number one, why are we providing the experience that we promise candidates? And two, are we sustaining that experience throughout the employee's life cycle? Right. So the benchmark to engagement over time, there are some metrics that can be used. Um, one, they can use turnover rates in comparing those to engagement scores. Two, uh, they can use business indicators such as employee productivity, performance, company revenue to, to, to demonstrate engagement or activation or lack thereof. Um, Another item would be show outside case studies as proof that employee engagement programs are effective in a wide range of companies and are not just hype. And then lastly, ensure there's a a constant review of the three-pronged approach, communication, education, and results. There's also, I'm sorry, I also forgot two other things that I wanted to um, say here, though. Um, I think it's important to show executives the results of employee feedbacks like from surveys or focus groups or um, other forms of measurement, measuring engagement. But lastly, actively involve the executive team in decisions about employee engagement programs. That's probably one of the best things to do.
0: Okay, great, thank you. Now, arguably uh, an activated culture uh, would help with retention and engagement and should be communicated as part of a holistic employer brand However, about three-quarters of the respondents to our survey Indicated that they do not have an employment branding program. Were you surprised by that?
1: I am not um, However, in my and also in my role, I'm seeing a significant upswing in concerns from our customers and my network of peers and acquaintances um, It's clear that companies, organizations are are becoming more in touch about their reputation as an employer and their value proposition to its employees. It it really is. So I'm not surprised whatsoever.
0: Okay. Um, Let's talk a little bit more specifically about employment branding. What impact does employment brand have on engagement or activation and on uh, retention?
1: Um, You're opening up a pan of worms with me right now. (laughs) Uh, So I think uh, too many companies and vendors will still promote employer branding as a talent acquisition um, and or as a recruitment function. But companies uh, companies who adopt this perspective usually um, do this for a lack of awareness of the benefits of an employer branding across their employee lifecycle, although they usually take this approach to support their business development of their products, right? Um, so, I think organizations that have strong employer brands find success because they match their external brand to their internal brand. So, no matter where someone um, is, like whether they're in, that be a prospective customer or prospective employee or current employee comes into contact with your brand, they experience consistency of message and meaning. Um, So, focusing employer branding on talent acquisition only usually results in an improved recruitment and onboarding process that has usually very little impact on culture or even business performance due to the lack of consistency in the employee experience because they evolve through their tenure, right? Um, So, what I see is siloed organizations, uh, their structures also do little to promote a strategic approach to employer branding because... Of various reasons such as maybe HR doesn't get along with marketing and or communications and I'm disclaimer here this is just an example I'm not it's not a given for all who are listening but I think a lot of people can attest to that right um, but compounding that situation further is executives that have very little awareness of employer branding so it ends up as an operational project that lives in the HR department but has very little impact on business performance. Uh, a more strategic approach to employer branding requires a strategic perspective towards how a company attracts, engages, retains, and employee brands. So by way of activation, employees feel engaged, which boosts morale, improves retention of all employees.
0: All right. good. Now you mentioned uh, talent acquisition there. What, what role does uh, employment branding uh, as you describe it, play and attracting the right caliber of talent to the company?
1: Yeah, I, I think it really plays a big role. It's, um, it's really a strategic imperative. So, I think um, organizations need to be clear about what they stand for. And what I mean by that is a company has to be very clear on what it stands for and that it, its uh, social media and content strategy is aligned with its key strategic objectives. Um, the next thing would be um, a uh, organization needs to adopt a community concept to their employer branding, and what I mean by that is these companies that adopt a strategic approach across their employment lifecycle, and consider all internal and external stakeholders in developing the strategy. Uh, they do that through an integrated corporate, consumer, and employer brand. It's really one brand. Kind of lens. the um, The last item is really an organization needs, and it's not even the last because the list can go on here. But I want to be cognizant of our time. Um, it needs. Uh, I think an organization needs to understand that the world has changed. Um, so here's the deal: advertising is no longer has, or really doesn't have, the impact it once did. Um, we're now in the age of the of the customer, right? So that world is. Uh, now where cus- uh, consumers' behavior match employees' behaviors, right? Uh, how they act at work is predicated on how they act as a consumer. So creating an employee experience that matches to their consumer behavior creates a happier employee experience.
0: Well, this has all been very helpful. To uh, to sum this all up, any final recommendations for companies that want to achieve activation?
1: Uh, yeah, Um, I think I'd recommend going through an employer brand audit or an employee experience mapping project, and hopefully the results will inspire uh, various leaders to change their perspective and thinking on employer brand strategy and management. Um, Speaking of leaders, uh, make sure to involve uh, the C-suite and frontline managers. And then lastly, create an experience that employees want because your customer can ultimately become your employee.
0: Oh, great. So Mimi, thanks so much for joining us today and providing all these very helpful insights. Yes,
1: yeah, no problem, Steve. Thanks for asking me to join. I really had a great time. Appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Listeners, please let me know what HR Works should cover next. SBruce at BLR.com. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Bruce for HR Works.